Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Paradise Paradox. My name is Aaron Battle. My name is Kurt Robinson. And together, we are the paradise that is the paradox. When our powers combine, we are the paradise paradox. Captain Paradise and Captain Paradox. I'm not sure which is which. Um, but this, is, this is our show. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We keep shifting bodies, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you never know when the, the world is going to change into a giant mirror image of itself. You can come out on the wrong side <laughs> of the mirror, hanging out with Alice and the Red Queen. No. <laughs> I've seen the people. They're on the wrong side of the mirror, and they're like, shit. <laughs> like, I lost control. Let me out. Let me I out. I lost control of my body. That's not me. Yeah. Usually the dirty grin on the other side. Like, now it's my turn to drive. <laughs> yeah, that happens. That ha- that definitely happens. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so today, what what what, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> well, um, I, I came over and started telling you about a story about how uh-huh. is how uh, you know, how I got a little weed today. Yeah, that's a, in short what Gateway happened. Gateway drug. And then you know, like a little history on on how that all came about, and then walk through on on my uh, my good morning adventure. Cool. Okay, nothing like a good morning adventure. And then mm, let's see. And then, then we talk about how I, I may not drink for uh, <laughs> four weeks. I may take a break from alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, and the reasons for that, and then maybe the reasons why that particular institution, which is the Catholic Church, um, <laughs> might want for people to do things like that to be a better person, and how <laughs> how it's comfortable. That mm. uh, or a coincidence that you know they're kind of lining up with spirituality and people are looking like it's kind of like second chance card for the for the old religions. <laughs> well, there's always a second chance in Latin America. <laughs> That's the uh, truth. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right, and then you tell us a bit about how your writing actually has magical. Uh, powers to ch- to change the universe to manipulate the flow of time or something like that. Oh yeah, you know, I, I yeah, I, I expand on what's been happening in the last couple of days, yeah. where I would start writing about a particular topic just to just download my mind mm. and you know upskill my writing to manifesting whatever happens that day. Mm. So tomorrow's adventure is a blank page right now. <laughs> cool. So nobody's written their future yet. The future is unwritten. So make it a good one. It is cool that you can write the future. <laughs> you can, and some sometimes it works, and some sometimes it doesn't. I guess yours, your notepad works better than others. Hey, it's just just a word doc. Works better than lights. Death note. Cool. So head on over to Facebook, press like on Facebook, press uh, get notifications on the, on the like button there. Jump on over to YouTube, press like on YouTube, press subscribe on YouTube. Jump on over to Twitter, I'm at Trouble Bubble. You can catch me at Battle AZ. Jump on over to iTunes, press subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review on iTunes, press like. Press subscribe on Pocket Cast. Press subscribe on Podcast Addict and get those downloads of those audios direct to your phone, downloaded, ready to listen when you're sitting up late at night when it's 5 a.m. and you can't sleep. You can listen to uh, the depths of the Paradise Paradox. Uh, probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Might send your brain off on a whole other wave. Yeah, you're not going to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, we'll put you into hyperdrive. All right, and what else are you going to do? Jump on over to theparadiseparadox.com. You can have a look through our content there. There's a lot of great episodes where artists, man, it's not just content, it's actually art. We're doing something magical here. All art is magic, remember that? So head on over to theparadiseparadox.com, have a look, and you'll see at the top there's a donate button or you can go to donate.theparadiseparadox.com we're just asking for a little tip, just a little bite of your sandwich, a little something so so we can keep on surviving, living the good life here in Mexico. Send us your crumbs. <laughs> yeah, send send us a few cents if you've got some bitcoins, you know. No no amount is too small, no amount is too large. Uh gem a million dollars worth of bitcoins into our into our accounts there. And what else? I don't I don't know. You can use PayPal as well. That's a that's another option if you don't don't have any bitcoins. Suggested donation is is one 
US dollar per episode that you like. So you don't have to give us any money for the ones that you didn't like or that you skipped through or, you know, you stopped listening after five minutes. I won't ask that much of you. It's just just if you like it, then please donate and give us a little tip. Show us your gratuity. Show us your tips. All right, let's get into it. Audio. We are transmitting. We control the horizontal, the vertical, the audio, the visual, inside your mental, experimental. What's what's happening, Aaron? Just changing atoms over here. Okay. Manifesting molecules through the aethersphere. Yeah, exactly. It's been a it's been a big morning. It's hard work manifested molecules because, <laughs> I mean, to, right. to, um, down at the atom farm hitting, hitting atoms with a, with a hammer splitting them manually like there's so many combinations and you want to make sure you're, you're manifesting something good mm-hmm. so, okay. um, so, so I, I guess that's a basis for, for why some people would do certain things yeah okay okay what, what kind of thing? Well, what I'm leading to is it looks like <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I'll jump to the end. It looks like I'm going to go on a four-week no-alcohol Okay, dry, dry September. That's right. People do that. It's kind of a, a fashionable thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like a, like a big challenge. I don't really drink anyway. Hmm. But um, there's, a, there's a dude <laughs> that, that I know that I, I met on the street that, that likes to move cars. Okay. And he, he, like, he directs the traffic and... Helps people find parks. This gentleman has asked me to join him, and I feel like I feel like I'm, I have to do it because mm. you know because I'm kind of. He thinks he's helping me in my life, and <laughs> I know that he probably won't follow through with it if I'm there to check in on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It, you know, it's funny how you, uh, you particularly you, uh, when we're, whenever we're walking down the street or something. Um, somehow you just uh, managed to get into a conversation with, with somebody. Like it happened constantly when we we're in Agapulco. We couldn't walk 10 meters. You were like talking to a bouncer or, a, you know, a taxi driver or something. You're like, oh, well, uh, let me ask you something about this, actually. <laughs> yeah, they, they start it. Yeah, right. And you, <laughs> and you don't finish it. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's been a very good tactic for learning Spanish. Yeah, and getting yep. like just talking to people is like the number one thing. And I, I don't know when I made the decision, but it was like that's that's it. I, I need to learn. I need to integrate here. So uh-huh. I'm talking to everyone about anything. <laughs> well, you think that's kind of weird? No, no. It's it's probably a good habit, except when we're trying to get somewhere. <laughs> He's an interesting dude. <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, it happens all the time. What do, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I got, I'm usually a little behind time. You caught up. Yeah. Cool. Um, so tell me the full story. Okay. Give me the details. What, what? How did you get involved in this dry September shenanigans? All right. Well, I'll try and make it quick. Because it's kind of a big story. But I was. I got up this morning. I'm going. I'm, I'm out looking for work to feel like you know filling my days up. And I was, I was walking past. I was, I was walking. I need more activities, like production activities. Yeah. Try to get a little more cash flow, and so if I can upskill while doing that, that's perfect. Okay. Because you're not selling coffee on the stream anymore. No, I I'm going distribution only. Okay. Okay. Because I found I was just spending too much time, and it could turn to something good. But mm. it's going to be a slow process. Mm. Mm. And I'm kind of. Well, it's probably because you're only selling coffee for like two or three hours a day, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um, okay. Next, the, I, it's not that I quit that. Yeah. It's that I'm taking, Joanna and I need to do a, like a food preparation course. Yeah. I want her to do it with me so I can get two licenses or, yeah, two permits to sell. And I'm thinking maybe okay. I might do coffee. Atole and tamales, if I can find a good source. 
Yeah, yeah. And then, then put an employee in, it's kind of like, you know, providing a good range of sustenance. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So that, that's, that's an a, option. So that, that's, so the dream's not dead. <laughs> just gotta, it just needs to evolve a little bit. Okay. Um, but looking for work has been interesting because, you know, you start looking at what can I actually offer and I'm back to looking at English schools again. Mm. And there's a new one that opened up not far from my house, around the corner, mm. a couple of blocks. Um, I went in, had a chat. He's looking for new new teachers, mm-hmm. but the price is kind of low. Right. So, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. On the way back, this is when I met the guy. And the guy that I was talking about, he, he organizes car parks for people. And, you know, sometimes washes their cars and that, which is a popular service here in Guadalajara. And every car park has yeah. a dude with a hanky. <laughs> Every, <laughs> you mean every car park? You don't mean every building. You mean actually every every like three by four space as, as a guy with a, a tea towel in his hand. Every individual yeah. spot. There's someone there to to help you back out. You know, expect five pestles or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he he does that. So you know, fair enough. I don't think he's gonna get a job doing anything else. Um, and he you might get enough to. Well, it appears like well, you, you, maybe you you can hire him as your life coach. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. I, uh, if for some reason he thinks that I should stop drinking, right, right. And, <laughs> all right. I mean, so I'm going to take a break from drinking just to help him out. Yeah. In, in short, but you know, he's just he's a, he's a dude that just he's in the city, like in the town, that, and I always walk past him. Like he's mm. on different corners sometimes, and then you get caught up. Um, in these conversations, and he drags you along to, to take this, you know, this oath. Okay, what what kind of oath? That I won't be drinking any alcoholic or what's another name. Oh, it's in Spanish. Any alcohol beverage for four weeks. The thing is, that's kind of the entry point mm. into going and signing into a cult, into signing up with. Um, a church group. Right. Because, I mean, it is. Like, I'm using their paperwork. I'm all of a sudden, I'm uh, partaking voluntarily in a uh, higher order organization. Well, it just, yeah, it makes me think of the episode of Futurama where Bender joins the robot church and they're like, okay, sign this contract and you agree to these terms. And then he breaks a couple of the terms and they decide to send him to robot hell, which is an actual physical place, uh, like under the church. <laughs> he just uh, throw him down the, the, the slide straight into hell, yep. uh, and let him fend for himself and see if he can play fiddle against the devil to gain his freedom again. But he got out, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Can, how, how is your fiddle playing going? Well, I don't think I'm getting out. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think I'm stuck. <laughs> All right. I, you, I, get, you better read that contract carefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't think I need to sign up to any contract other than I, yeah. won't, I won't drink for four weeks. Okay. Not okay. that I like them having my details, but I don't think they have a computer system. I think it's just a bit of cardboard yeah. Um, that you sign and yeah, write out what what your mission is, and then the the father, yep, father Jesus comes over and signs up. Just okay, makes it, makes it official. Come comes to life, like pulls out his uh, pull, pulls the nails out of his hands and walks over and thanks, gracias, Jesucristo. <laughs> I mean, Salvaste. It's, but it's not such a, it's not a big deal. Mm. But I'm taking it like it's a big deal. <laughs> Because the well, this is like this is uh, what is that book that um, persuasion that the the psychology of persuasion, um, and he he talks about how people get um, get a little commitment, and then later on they can ask for a lot more commitment. So it's like piece by piece, you get someone to commit a little bit, and then a little bit more, and and until they're committing their entire house or whatever. That's like a psychological principle when it comes to sales. Okay, so... It's just like a, a yes ladder. Oh, yeah, that's a good tactic. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's kind of what he's, he's played on me. And it was interesting because he, he always brags about how he, doesn't, he hasn't been drinking. And I think he's taken mm-hmm. about 15 of these out. So, he hasn't drunk for what I would, I'm assuming well over a year. Mm. Don't know if I believe him exactly. <laughs> Sometimes he looks a bit wobbly. Mm. 
um, so I think you know that kind of draws me into to wanting to do it with him as well because I think it's important for him yeah. that he completes. So maybe he just needs like a you know a buddy to drag him along. Hmm. So he says, okay, well you know I don't I don't drink, but you know I don't mind a smoke a little bit every now and then. <laughs> and in in and then he started following me um, back towards my place, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, I've, I've got some smoke, so um, let's go. <laughs> said, well, it's kind of on the way to my house. <laughs> and he's like, it's up that, that side. So I'm walking with this, with this dude, and he's you know, telling about his, all his proud achievements and how he got to drive a truck um, when, he's, when he was in the U.S. as an illegal worker. All all right, the, and, cool. uh, and, you know, and other stories about him working on a golf course. Mm. Um, so we're building a rapport now, and we get to his house, and he, he pulls out this. It just looks like a like a, a like a, a turned piece of wood, maybe an inch and a half long. Mm. And his mate has now saw him come home, so he's wandered over, and he's pointed at what this thing is called a rocket, and it's a rocket because it's um, it's like a, a turbo, a turbo wooden joint. Okay, it's got a little hole at the end. To go a big chamber for weed, and you, know, you you light it on the outside, and you pull the flame through into the apparatus, into the implement. Yes, yes. it's quite it's quite technical. <laughs> yep. So I've I've had a smoke on this on this rocket, and it's because it's so big, the chamber and the heat comes in in the mm. middle and disperses out. Now I'm really now I'm an engineer of this of this smoking pipe. <laughs> Wait, this is this is a. Uh, it's just a pipe. It's not a water pipe. No, it's like it's a it's a proper thing. Like it's a, it's a wooden pipe. Um, it's got a cap on it at right. the end. But you pack it. You pack it in. You put this cap on it, and it's got like a pinhole at the end of it. Mm. You light on the outside of the pinhole, mm. and then you inhale through this. this okay. Thing. It's kind no, of no water. Pipe. No water. That's my no. question. Okay. But it produces a lot of a lot of smoke, like a bomb. Right. Like you're able to really like is. You, you can thick. Plumes of smoke, oh. think dragon's breath adventures. Yeah, dragon's breath adventures. That's um, that's the name of this episode, I think. Dragon breath adventures. <laughs> could be, could be. So, so I'm hanging out at this dude's house. This guy is dragon balling, and, and the, other, <laughs> the other guys over there just squinting, going, "Yeah, man, you know, you got this." Dragon ball. <laughs> dragon ball, hanging out with some bros outside after school. Dragon balling. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I would respect someone told me that. But like, no worries. You want to come dragon ball with us? Shoot some dragon ball. Yeah. Cool. So okay. I, yeah. So I feel like I bonded with these guys, and then he threw it on me. Like you know, my life hasn't been better. I haven't drunk in forever, and you know, you should you should do this. Yeah, yeah. So, so you agreed. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. No, no pulque for four weeks. Shit, what have I done? <laughs> because say yeah. goodbye to the pulque risa. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm thinking like it's not a bad thing. Mm. You know, just just doing like a little break from alcohol, and I know look, people do all kinds of things like take breaks from from coffee. Mm. or other stimulants the, the trigger for this thing like the, what he really got me on was when I'm at his house and he brings over his crack pipe and he, mm. he's like openly you know telling about his adventures on ice and like, okay so now now we're getting a little a little heavier like you know this guy has no doubt got some some rough times behind him mm. and I'm getting this realization that if it's in his house there's no doubt that he doesn't use it like, right uh, otherwise why would it be there yeah so he got his crack pipe in front of me and he looks at me like, you know, I don't smoke it, but if you want to smoke it, I'll this, smoke it with you. This is uh, training day part two. <laughs> this, this scene where he realizes that his, uh, the weed is laced with PCP. <laughs> well, can you tell the difference? Like, between I, I between weird. regular weed and weed laced with PCP? I don't know. I imagine it probably tastes like plastic. No, it was... Never, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen PCP in my life. Yeah, I'm not sure what it looked like in real life. I'm sure, <laughs> it, would be, it would surprise you. Well, you know, they call it angel dust. So just picture angels finding out dust, and and that's probably what it looks like. <laughs> Sparkly. Or you know, holding a big trumpet, a big bugle in front of them, 
the mouth and and then just and out comes a big puff of dust and that's what it probably looks like they're riding elephants aren't they yeah yeah or they're in chariots or something (laughs) of that nature right straight out of a dali painting yeah that's that's probably what it looks like that's just how i imagine it are they on top of clouds like a cloud city (laughs) why not why not <laughs> I've never been there, but it sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, have to visit sometime. Cool. Okay, so you didn't smoke. You didn't. You didn't do training day part two and smoke smoke crack with him. No. Okay. No, but he was he was interested mm. in getting me to smoke some crack. That's crazy. <laughs> was, was I, I think is sometimes. It, why, is it, why is it so crazy? I mean, it's like a twenty minute high or something. Mm. You're right. I had time. <laughs> no, I just think going from um, you know they, they have this big thing with marijuana being like the gateway, drug. <laughs> right? And it's like that's been the biggest yeah, load but, of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what they've, they've say now nowadays. The studies come out, and it actually turns out that alcohol is is much more of a gateway drug than marijuana. Marijuana smokers tend to just stick with marijuana. It's you know it's always, almost always plentiful. Wherever you can get marijuana, you can pretty much always get marijuana. Uh, <laughs> get, and, you know, it grows just about anywhere in the world. Yeah. And, um, and Guadalajara's got good good weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of water and a nice. lot of sun. Nice and crispy. Mm. <laughs> crispy. Yeah. Mm, crispy creams laced with marijuana pops. That's what I like. <laughs> just seemed like normal sugar dust to me. <laughs> I didn't know any better. Polvarones, yeah. yeah so, sure. in, so in this case, it was kind of like uh, a gateway drug because you know, I was hanging out with this guy just to load his yep. rocket and then all of a sudden he's got his crack pipe out at me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on one hand, he's trying to get you dry and on the other hand, he's, he's uh, loading you up with, with bath salts and shit. <laughs> Dude, this is a scary part. This is, this is my reality. This is my, my universe right now. Right. So, yeah, you know, he wants, he wants me to stop drinking, but he's happy to offer me pretty much everything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, you can see why I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I, think I, will, I will help him out tomorrow. And you know, go go and sign away. Crack with him. No, get to help a brother gonna, out. I'm not going to do that. I need a smoking partner. <laughs> See, it's hard to leave leave a brother outside. <laughs> Got to back you, your mates. Yeah, yeah. I, I just see it's so easy just to go from yeah, all right, you know, I'll try it, and then all of a sudden, I mean, this is what I gather. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm over at his place every you know second Tuesday. He talks to me about these parties that go on for three or 40 days, like this constant party. Because everybody's just doing cocaine nonstop. Mm. Well, I don't, know what else, I don't know what else he gets up to. Mm. But, I mean, when you've got someone that, that now sounds really believable, that he partied for 40 days straight, I think, well, I don't know what type of party you went to, but I can see that you just kept taking drugs yeah. for, for a long period of time. Yes. Like, he's a half an hour break, his mate said. Before mm. you start looking for your next hit, mm. dude, you telling me today I was hang, hanging out with a, a couple druggies? <laughs> they just seem like normal people to me. That's that's what druggies are, just dudes. Yeah. Wonder what? Yeah, I mean, what have you been watching? Reefer Madness or some shit? He killed his infi- entire family with an axe. One reefer was all it took to ruin his life. Send him to hell and back into hell again. <laughs> that's it. That's that was the plot of Reefer Madness. I haven't summarized. seen it. I haven't seen it, but I think I know where they got their material. <laughs> reefer Madness, Ooh. Reefer Crackness, cracking that reefer open to get some crack, PCP, angel dust, and heroin snorted directly into your eyeballs. Never inject marijuana, kids. This could happen to you. Is that how it goes, the whole thing? 
Oh, you're just, you're just playing the character. <laughs> I'm just making it up. Like, Except what? for the bit about the axe murderer. That is actually, that's genuinely a part of Reefer Madness. Where is the TV with a script? Like, where are you reading that from? <laughs> We're staring at the camera. You think there's a, like a cue card sitting well, maybe, behind it. Maybe you've got Google, Google contact lenses in there and you're, right. you're working on the projects. <laughs> yeah, yeah you've got to be careful. One Reefer. Send you over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Never inject marijuana. Never snort it either. That's just as bad. Yeah. Can you imagine melting it in, in butter and then pouring it over pizza? Mmm. Sounds good. Sounds tasty. Buttery pizza. Yeah. That's a, that'll probably be a thing, you know, like mar- marijuana pizza, home delivery, stuffed crust. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's probably that's a you know million dollar idea for somebody in Colorado. You're going to get that started. Mm. Yeah, it was really just about getting into. I mean, so many people cook marijuana in butter. Mm. You could pretty much put it in any into any pastry mm. Mm. or coffee. Yeah. To the to the post with someone made a, a good morning marijuana coffee. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only the, it's only the like the, the active components that are yep. drizzled on top. But still, forget the wake and bake. Like the kids are moving on. <laughs> they're getting their coconut oil. They're getting their, um, their coffee organic. Yeah. And the butter. I'm not sure what the butter does, but it's good for your stomach. <laughs> okay, okay. I wonder what does the weight do for you again? Oh, yeah. Um, just opens your, your mind. Okay, okay. Did you consider alternate Kills, kills cancer. Do you think so? I don't know. I haven't looked at the research. There's a lot of people claiming that, but I can't, I can't say I can back it up with anything. I mean, mm-hmm. there, are, there are like in isolated cases where a guy, uh, oh, well, not I say isolated. It's not like there's, there's just one case, but there, there was one case where, um, where a guy, um, was with his son, his young son, and said son is like three years old or so, and they had a a problem. Like the the doctors kept just kept loaning his son with all these drugs, chemotherapy, and, and nasty stuff. Uh, and he's the guy said, "Look, I've had enough. Um, I've done my research." And he started um, putting marijuana, uh, not marijuana, but cannabis oil, into this kid's IV drip. And the cancer cleared up within a couple of months. Who let, him, who let him do that? Well, he didn't. With like, he didn't have permission. <laughs> he didn't ask the doctor, "Can I please?" No, he just went ahead and do Can it. Because that's what a free man does. Okay, jacks kids with cannabis oil. Okay, you make it Watch sound out for those libertarians. Guys. Make, make it sound like a bad thing, but I, I've seen where kids mm-hmm. are, you know, exposed. To these yep. natural medicine, uh, medicines, and yep. you know they, they they don't seizure as much, or yep. something that helps yeah. people, like with Tourette's uh, or some muscle dysfunctions. Yeah, you know, again, having spasms, epilepsy. I've heard it helps as well. It's like a miracle drug, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if they know how it works. I haven't seen the studies, but you see the mm. like the articles and. Mm. The videos, yeah, you know, before and after is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like it seems to really have a a big effect, mm. and, and it only hits you when you realise that they've tried everything else and <laughs> nothing works except for, you know, a cookie, <laughs> uh, a cookie, or a cannabis oil suppository. <laughs> well, I mean, they've got plenty of products. <laughs> the suppository is the way to do it. Apparently, if you don't want to get high. You want to stay sober. Really? Yep. Shelve it. Shelve it, bro. Yeah. I guess you don't get to taste it then. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about making pizza and, and cakes and biscuits. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the wrong end. <laughs> right. but, you know, as long as you're getting healthy, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so you say you're going to follow through with this. I think so. This adventure, yeah, going going dry, no crack cocaine for a month. Yeah, no, no coke. Mm. 
Now I'm gonna I'm gonna run it by Joanna first. I don't want to think that I'm I'm crazy. And like <laughs> if it seems like you, from her point of view, it seems like a really out there thing to do. Like there's more involved than just you know both you signing up for you know a few weeks without alcohol. You know mm. there's something you know we gotta we gotta like cut wrists and share blood or something. Then then I'm out. <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't think that's how you play blood blood brothers. I don't think that's how that game goes. Yeah, but you go out together. <laughs> what you mean like? Holding hands and, and kissing under a, a, a willow tree. What yeah, are you talking about? This is what I'm, so, well, not quite. I didn't picture the willow tree. <laughs> okay. but, but, I mean, it's like how, how serious is the commitment? And then, mm. what, you know, what's, what's the ongoing after that? Because, you know, you said once you start getting this... this um, yeah, commitment. This commitment, then yeah, it's... Yeah, piecemeal how, commitment. How, yeah. how far do you go? Yeah, yeah. Well, I do remember when... Uh, my friend invited me to a Catholic church event, an Antioch event. Antioch is like the Catholic youth group. I'm sure I've told you this story before. And and uh, afterwards, I analyzed it and I was like, hmm, they used this brainwashing technique and this one, like yeah. is- isolationism, um, sleep deprivation, um, you know, the, you, you're never alone, so you never get a, ch- a chance to, to think about what you're experiencing. Uh, so th- that's, you know, that's the kind of, that's the MO of the Catholic Church. How can we increase our numbers? Well, let's just have a look at this brainwashing manual and, and working on children. Why not? <laughs> get them in early. Yep. Got to get them in. While they're fresh. Get them, got to get them hooked. Get them addicted to that nice, sweet Jesus blood. So. Drink up. I'm hanging out with these dudes and, you know, mm. I'm pretty high now. And, you know, we're all kind of like giggling there like three little girls. Mm. I, I begin to think about it like a, it's like a spiritual, like if, you know, if he, wants, if he wants to go sign away for, you know, four weeks and he would like me to go with him so we're on the same, same page, you know, what's his spiritual connection like between, let's say between two brothers that are going to say, you know, let's do it, we'll do it together. Mm. So... And I'm thinking maybe the maybe like the whole idea of religion in churches. I know a lot of them are spiritually based, but it's more about this connection with people and, mm. and, and just being a being a good like a good person. And I, I mean that is in not just you know doing good or bad acts, but actually looking after yourself mm-hmm. and respecting yourself. That I think most religions are for. Mm. So mm. it's like you know if you want if you want to get a um, promotion at work. You know, you start asking yourself the questions. Like from a religious point of view, that gives you the, the tools to go, well, you know, am I driven as much as, as, I, as I should be? Do I turn up to work on time? Um, am I, do I get my, my work done? Is it a, of a good quality? Mm-hmm. And then you, you try and make yourself a better person. So that's what I can see in this guy going to church. So I know there's a lot of people in his situation that might be smoking crack on a, on a weekly basis or more that I guess for church, for them, is a really good thing. Mm. Like church mm. does play a role in the community um, for people that really can't make up their own mind or control themselves. Mm. Okay. Because yeah. you were saying he, it's like mm. he's in this place of surrender. Yeah. Like he's like, you know, I'm going with God. You know, I've, yeah. I've, you know, I've given up everything and, and I keep going and I take out another two months. You know, I'm really mm. sticking to this. And for him, this this activity. Well, uh, like I said, I don't know if I believe that he that he has gone this long without having a drink. But the fact that he suffers on a daily basis not to drink, like you know, like mm. it's a, to him, it's a big deal. This fight with alcohol. Mm. So uh, you know, I feel that I need to I need to help him out. You know, show show a little support. And I don't think it's going to cost me that much. Like you know, like I said, I don't drink, so I can go. I can I can go a few weeks without go a pool toe to toe with the champions. Well, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight like God mode. <laughs> I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna be out at a bar, and you know, Joanna's gonna be there with a the work crew, and they're gonna be like, "Go on, Aaron. We got seven shots. There's six of us. That's, <laughs> All for that, you. That's two for you." <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'll be like, "Nah, sorry guys, I don't drink." Like on YouTube, press like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube.
iTunes and Pocket Casts. Follow us on Twitter at BattleAZ and Trouble Bubble and show your support at donate.theparadiseparadox.com. Cool. So here's a little experiment that I've been trying. I, I want to become a better writer. Yeah. Like I think it's important that you can um, express yourself, be creative, and write in something that, that allows that avenue for creativity, but it also gives you a, a good skill. Like it keeps you a skill, like write, literally writing words to tell a story mm-hmm. or explain a point. Uh, that's something that we sometimes forget to, to do since, like I haven't really written since uni, like face-to-face. So I'm getting back in the habit again. Writing face-to-face. Yeah, like uh, university classes where I had to turn up and submit homeworks. Oh, it's like okay. I, I haven't, haven't had anything due for a while. So, you know, unless you want to put a little story together, there's no real motivation to do it. Like, it's not a pastime of mine yep. to, to write my thoughts. So, but I think writing's important because it's like a, a critical skill hmm. to, to being operational or functioning society. Plus, it'd be <laughs> good to help the kids with their homework. <laughs> I, I speak as if I, I can't read or write. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it would be good to relearn the alphabet again. and Just to make sure that I know which way that all the letters face. Yep. You know, the, like the, the Gs sometimes go around the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I've, seen, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, 20 minutes a day, I, I sit down and I just write something. You know, basically whatever I'm thinking of, whatever thoughts on top of my mind, I try and expand it and then I write down ideas that my mind just pops up straight afterwards. Yep. So I usually end up with a page of just, just thought, a little bit of an explanation of something, whatever mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. It's interesting to watch myself think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so I've done that for two weeks. Two weeks now. Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking I've got two different ways I can explain the story. Because I can go down like, you know, weed helping you with creativity. Or, or why I was doing the writing in the first place. Okay. Uh, this is a little choose your choose your own adventure. Okay. Yeah. Why why were you uh, why were you doing the writing in the first place? Well, this is kind of like a synchronistic thing. Yeah. Because uh, when I was in Sydney, I thought I need to get out of my job, and mm. I was looking at everything and anything to do with with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I jumped on the, the website, it's got Bitcoin Jobs, and there was a group that wanted to start a, a blog in Sydney about the developments and, mm-hmm. and just basically put news out for the people. And I didn't have time to take it up. Mm. But I thought, you know, writing is not really a strength of mine anyway. So although it would be interesting, I, should, I, would have, I would have liked to have done it, but I was, I was too busy working. So I never got to, you know, pursue an interest and develop a skill. Mm. Now it's like the same opportunity has popped up again, but uh, in a funny turn of events, I was writing yesterday about a thought that came to mind. It's 8.30 in the morning and I've got the whole day ahead of me. Mm. I, mean, I felt like a little kid going, I've got a whole day in front of me that I, anything can happen. I, you know, I can choose now to do whatever I want and I've got hours on end to finish any task. Kind of big adventure ahead, and so I'm writing about abundance, like you know, abundance of time, abundance because I feel healthy, abundance because you know I'm not starving and I can basically pick whatever salsa I want. You know, just abundance in general, like life's good. And I'm thinking, well, you know, what what could I be abundant for tomorrow that I you know that I don't have today? And I thought, you know, I could do a little extra money, yeah, get some cash flow going on. So I'm abundant because, and I started thinking of what do I have to be or do to have a little more cash flow coming in. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be bad having a part-time job here. And then uh, literally in the same sitting, you've messaged me and said, um, you feel like some work? <laughs> I, go I bango. I don't know how that came into your reality. <laughs> well, my, my buddy Sebastian just messaged me and he's started working at this firm about a, a month ago or six weeks ago. And he's, he says things are going pretty well there. It's like some some kind of internet marketing company, I think, where they're doing. Uh, they get you to write articles and make sure, probably make sure they're stuffed with keywords, and then the, they'll uh, use those articles. Um, they'll they'll put them on websites, and then 
um, make sure the SEO is is tuned, that the search engine op- optimization is tuned, and uh, then somehow make money out of that selling surfboards to Englishmen or something. Yeah, the business model doesn't sound right, <laughs> but I I do believe in in the work. It's um, internet marketing has become a new thing, where mm. it's it's more than just putting out a Twitter post and a Facebook update. You know, you kind of want you want people want content. And if there's mm. a certain product or a company that produces, in this case, surfboards, mm. it's like just to have that connection with the community talking about, you know, which beaches are the best to surf at and, you know, what type of board and a little history on maybe, you know, different styles of boards. Mm. Um, you know, so they, they have these teams to, to put together the, this data. Yep. And um, now that I'm writing again, you're like, all right, um, you know, maybe, maybe you should hit, hit up these guys and see if there's any work. Yeah. So, um, well, it's, Sebastian's explicitly told me that there was work. That's why he was yes. asking me. <laughs> if you wanted a job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's kind of selling it to me, saying this is, uh, you know, it's, the pay is good and there's an opportunity for growth. <laughs> and he was like, oops, I, I think I'm being a bit salesy right now. I got him by the balls. <laughs> no, well, he, I don't know. With the figures he mentioned, I'm, I'm – the thing was, he was like, uh, I, he said, it's a full-time job. And I'm like, okay, like 9 to 6. And he's like, no, 7.30 till 3.30 or something. Uh, <laughs> which is like, why did they drag you into the office at 7.30 just to write? That sounds very counterintuitive. Um, uh, anyway, I, to, to me, it's it doesn't sound that attractive because uh, um, the figures he mentioned I'm making almost as much um, but I'm only working about 15 or 20 hours a week so (laughs) yeah yeah Mm. well Um, I I I was interested in it um, because I like the uh, the fact that there's um, it's a it's an internet marketing company so writing is just one role yep it'd be cool to meet up with a whole crew cool to work in an office of English-speaking people. He said there's, there's people from Poland there. Um, he mentioned, the, you know, he, they're, they're after natural English speakers, mm. but the whole crew. So it'd be, it'd be cool to hang out with people that have got, you know, a little more worldly experience. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that could offset the, the pay, which isn't that bad. It's just... Yeah, you know. no, it's, it's pretty good by Mexican standards. Any, any way you slice it, it was, it was pretty... Well, not any way you slice it, but any way you slice it, Living in Mexico, <laughs> it was yeah. it's uh, pretty good money. Yeah, it still looked yeah. pretty normal. Yeah. So that that was my little coincidence yesterday. Writing about abundance. What do I need? A little cash flow. Hey, do you feel like a job? Message these guys. And then today I got up and I'm writing again. And um, what am I writing about? Today I was writing about how um, to be a gigolo. That, that was last week. Mm. <laughs> how to get things done. Your career's over. Yeah, I started yeah writing about like procrastination and how <laughs> how how to get things done. Like, what's the what's the problem there? And I was just you know throwing out my own examples, mm. and then I realized that there's people that um, you know they might they might do that extra university course, or they might do honors or masters just because they don't want to get a job. They kind of like mm. their their life. Yeah, um, yeah. Made me think about things like that. But then um, so I'm writing through, and I get this message like. Um, Man, do you have any? Do you have any coffee? No, do you have any café? And I kind of know that here in Mexico, sometimes when somebody refers to café, um, but from like a in an English way, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, in, in an English way, like English café, not like café, like I want a, caf- a cafeteria. <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? <laughs> um, well, I, I, I kind of knew I, what you meant yeah. when you said, "Yeah, yeah." I was, you, you I was asking about. I was asking about green green coffee. That's the code word that your uncles use when they yeah. when they talk about marijuana. Pre pre roast. So <laughs> green. Right. Yeah. Fresh fresh as a daisy. Um and I thought, nah man, you know, I'm I'm not your I'm not your man, you know, I'm not into that scene. <laughs> and then uh, and then yeah, like we we're saying in the first half, I'm cruising to check out this English school, see if they got some work. Mm. And, and this guy is telling me about how he stopped drinking, but he likes to go for a puff every now and then. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But what was funny was I'm hanging out with these 
two guys and they're probably in their 60s. But they're acting like little kids. Like, you know, like one's trying to be cool and the other. You know, <laughs> the other one's trying to be cool because, you know, he brought over, a, you know, a, a friend. <laughs> uh, you know, this dynamic of this kind of group. I, don't know. Okay, I, I was, I was okay. pretty high. So, you know, I'm seeing different things. <laughs> You're seeing through the matrix of, of these Mexican terrors. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see their... Um, their facade, they're just like, they're, they're raw emotions now. And, you know, they're scared. They're still two scared little boys. Mm. Scared because, you know, they're, they're smoking something they, they've been told for so long they shouldn't. Mm. But uh, also knowing that when you need to get more, you need to cross all the way across town, which is, might only be four blocks because they're kind of in the middle of town. <laughs> but, there's, but here in like the Guadalajara area, there's, there's a lot of cops on push bikes mm. that are just, you know, pulling up kids and checking their pockets. And I'm looking at these old guys going, you know, these guys are worried too. Like, it's not just the kids, you know, they don't want to be caught with a, with a joint or anything on them or, or worse, whatever, whatever the, you're into. Hmm. And, and then I thought, okay, well, let's, let's make the most of this situation. I, I need to get some info out of these guys. You know, what do you do? Or which way do you walk? Or because I kind of just asked them like, you know, where do you get your weed from? Who do you, who do you get it from? Hmm. And they kind of like just jolted a bit like, you know, you can't ask those questions. I only just met you. <laughs> uh, but I could see that, that that jolt was because they're uncomfortable with the whole idea of going to get it. And like, I think they, they kind of take turns knowing that they're going to get busted. Right. And although I think Mexico is pretty comfortable, um, I mean, my uncles told me you can, as long as you carry less than half a kilo on you, they, mm. they don't really, they won't bust you. They'll just, they'll just get you to pay like a bribe, mm. like on mm. the spot. So half a kilo is still a, like a shitload of weed. That's in Mexico City or in the state of Mexico though. So it might be different here. Yeah, you're right. I think he's a bit tougher. Hmm. I know it's a lot more expensive. Hmm. Like uh, he showed me something like maybe half my, my fist worth and it was 50 pesos, which I know, which I know is expensive. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. I know. It's but expensive. I know it's expensive. <laughs> it's like, well, I, mean, I don't remember when I used to pay like... <laughs> $25 for, for like 1.1 grams <laughs> a long time ago. 50 bucks in the, for In the land far away. It's <laughs> not right. <laughs> it's he, pretty much. He had pretty much a dollar. Hmm. Like, a, like 10 pesos for a joint. Hmm. That's a good price. It's, yeah, it saves a lot of work. <laughs> they might even deliver. <laughs> um, but okay, so these two dudes... They're a little frazzled talking about, I, well, I'm asking them, you know, where do, how, do you, how do you not get caught or, you know, which way do you go? Mm. And they're like, okay, this is what you do. Be really fresh. They refer to it as being cold, like be really cold as in like no, there's no heat, there's no attention on you. So, mm. you know, so you don't have sunnies on, your sunnies are on top of your hat. You, um, okay. Yeah, you usually right. you go in the morning. Obviously, you know, you want to have your eyes open. Like, you know, you don't want to see ah. that you're not hungover or anything. Like, it's a good... Ah, okay. Like, you know, okay. You, you're completely alert. You're not doing anything. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they said be real casual. It's like, you know, just like a normal a normal day. Mm. And and they, you know, they coach themselves through this so they act real cool or real, yep. real cold. Yeah. And they, and they go pick it up and they, they even say, you know, you might walk past them. And, you know, he, you got the stash in your front pocket. And you don't touch it. Like you just did. <laughs> hey, no. hey, what what's in my pocket again? Oh, that's right. Well, looking at the amount. 25 I mean, grams of, of uh, fresh Maui Wowie. You'd be a bulge. You'd be a bulge in your, in your front pocket. <laughs> they, yeah. might, they might see that. Um, but they, they said, yeah, walk straight past, you know, good morning, sir. And it's funny because these, these like 60-year-old men you know, like saluting 25-year-old kids that just got their new police badge <laughs> and, they're, they're, you know, they're on push bike patrol <laughs> and they're acting like they're, you know, big, big authority. Mm. The thing is, they say that, you know, they, if they want to be a prick about it and they, they catch you with anything, they're going to ask you for 3,000 pesos. That's kind of like the street, you know, bribe rate down to maybe 500 if you're really lucky or if you can talk well right. and get yourself right. out of it. I mean, they're always going to start high. That's that's the thing, especially if you're a foreigner. Oh yeah. Uh, like I saw this video the other day where a guy, a guy was riding into into Mexico uh, on his motorbike, and and um, he, he didn't know what the police were trying to say to him. In the end, the police 
pulled out uh, a notebook and drew this picture of a stick man and and it's it says under it two or some or you or something like that and and then uh, there's there's a note and it says 100 with a dollar sign and the guy's like pesos and and the police is the police officer is like no u s d yeah yeah this cop extracted a hundred dollars from this guy um and uh afterwards the guy realized what an idiot he was for for giving this guy well maybe for giving him anything i've I've heard a few stories where people now are um in acapulco where, where um people are still people have started moving down there after an an acapulco um and they've in some cases they talk the cops right down to 10 bucks and in some cases they just say to the cops i'm not paying so do what you want take me in (laughs) yeah right and the cops are just like yeah well forget about it then (laughs) yeah they realize that it's too much work yeah that's right you you don't want to you know, a bully doesn't want to mess around with a hard target. He wants an easy target. Yeah, get in, get out, get the 100 bucks. Yep. So, I, I still think 500 pesos is kind of expensive. Like, if that's the opening rate. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, 200 sounds like a reasonable amount for a prime. He's asking 3,000. I can't even believe they, they have the audacity to ask people for 3,000, especially for locals. Like, who is going to have that kind of money anyway? Yeah, it's not like you just carry three thousand pesos on you. Nobody does that. Maybe they can you smell would... the fear on you if mm. they if they know that you might have a bit of cash mm. and that you're going to panic. Yeah, yeah, three thousand. Knowing take, the, the take person. you a little trip to the ATM. Yeah, knowing that the person might not you know want the or might not know how to manage that that kind of situation. But yeah, yeah. I think it's important that you realize that they're just they're just people doing a job unjust and that you know just to save them time and and effort mm. you can you can be pretty firm and then just throw you know 20 20 dollars out then to them is, is enough for them not to deal with shit and go, all right get out of here. <laughs> get out of here kid stop hanging out with those oldies they're a bad example <laughs> cool okay. so i i don't know what i'm gonna write about tomorrow <laughs> maybe it's gonna start a whole new adventure whatever whatever i write about just seems to manifest in my <laughs> reality like the, the atomic particles just create the the molecules for this this craziness this, this thing <laughs> yeah right, so today i blew my i blew my own mind thinking that maybe maybe religion has a has a role um, um in some people's lives Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a puzzle piece that wants to to fit inside that that spirituality, that spirituality momentum that I think a lot of people are, are trying to are, are interested in now, mm. and trying to you know get a little more awareness or mindful of what's happening. Um, hmm. <laughs> it's. It's interesting. These guys are, yeah. are kind of have looked, have found this in in their religion, and they, they want to share the message. Have you haven't had anyone come up to you and say, um, you know, come along to to Bible study class or or come and talk to me about religion? Um, most commonly, it's the JWs. I've seen them once or twice in Parque Rojo, uh, and. Yeah, I, re- I remember I was asking them about it. They're, they're like, oh, you know, have a look at this this pamphlet or something. And, uh, <laughs> mm. uh, I've got and, a few Mormon books. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, um, good, old, good old Mormons. All, all the Mormons that I meet are good people, but there's something a bit wacky about that religion, that particular church. Um, who is it? The, com- the comedian... Chris Rock, I think he described it as the Scientology of the 18th century. <laughs> um, there's a lot of bizarre things. I think um, Joseph Smith was a mason. I've, re- I've read a lot of weird things about Joseph Smith. I don't think all of them are true, but like the the premise of the of the religion is where he find he finds these 
golden plates in the in the forest, like buried, and, and apparently he's he's uh, he started translating them. I don't know how he started translating them because I don't think he had any experience in translating something. And I mean, there before, for example, before they found the Rosetta Stone, um, Egyptian hieroglyphs were just indecipherable to to the finest um, linguists in the world. So how does Joseph Smith, with no formal training, just find these tablets and and start decoding this mysterious text in a script that's unknown to the world, which, uh, you know, these these plates apparently no longer exist. He got some, he's got his brothers and father to sign saying they, they witnessed them, but you know, it's not like they're in the, the Museum of Mormonism now or, or the, the Museum of Latter-day Saints. Uh, <laughs> so there's definitely a few few weird things about that religion. But, yeah, I, de- I mean, I guess so, to some extent you can measure the uh, measure of religion by the the uh, good that it has. And, and, yeah, like I said, all the, mo- all the Mormons that I meet are very good people. So I guess it's okay. So... <laughs> Not not such a big deal about the golden plates. I'll uh, you know I won't worry too much about that. <laughs> yeah, I like that you say these most of the or all the people that you've met are good mm. people. Mm. I think I think most most people that that look for that mm. that extra that extra level of of rules or just a way to live mm. you know, like a uniformed structure. This is, this is how I'm going to live my life. Yeah, um, I think. It's good for people that, that need it. Hmm. I think it's good for people that, that, have, that have issues. Like, for example, this, this mate of mine that has the alcohol problem, he can, he can look for the strength in the religion. Like, hmm. you know, like, like he needs an excuse to, to carry out free will. And I think as long as, as religions don't uh, manipulate that hmm. and ask people to do, do more and try and control people, then it's probably not such a, a, big, it's not, it's not such a big deal. Hmm. But I can see how that that mind, that cage for your mind, or that that list of that function list of this is how I'm going to live my life. I'm going to church on Sunday morning. I'm going to um, bless myself whenever I walk past a church, hmm. or you know, I'm going to carry myself this way, and I'm going to be proud of my religion. I think can can become this this big exclusive club that you that you buy your own engagement. <laughs> Can be. Yeah. 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 I think so. And, you know, there's all these rules about, like, no no premarital sex and stuff like that. But you, uh, in my experience, when I ask people about, about well, why, why, what's the big deal? <laughs> it's just, it's just sex, you know? Uh, and I haven't met anyone who can really ju- justify that. It's like... The, the only, I mean, there's no real rational justification for it. The only justification is that that's, uh, that's God's will or something like that. But how do you, I don't know, how do, how do you tie that in? How do you make, make that make sense? Um, and some, some of them, some, some religious people have even told me that, you know, that's sleeping around. It's like the worst thing you can do, like, that's um, unforgivable or some well not, not unforgivable but it's like something you need to atone for which just it's nonsense it's it's bullshit and i think i find these people in this situation and they're like they can't justify their their own beliefs and i'm like well you know you need to look out because you might wake up one day and realize you've lived your entire life for somebody else you've lived for somebody else's lies or for somebody else's pretty words that they presented before you. So don't do that because <laughs> it's your life. That's very confusing though. Yeah. Because you, you may not have the, the ability to process what that means. Mm, mm. And, you know, I think what you're saying is like, check it out as in make a choice. Look, have, have an understanding of, yeah. of all the ramifications and then go, yes, that's how I'm going to live my life. Not, mm. not because yeah. Yeah. you just follow in, following the class rules. Yeah. Then, you know, if you don't want to have sex, it's fine. But don't just do it because somebody told you to. That's a, 
waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, but you don't realize. You just go along with it. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like some people are like that. They're like, well, that's just what I've always done. I go, you know, worked for me so far. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it gives me a yucky feeling knowing that people are still cruising like that. <laughs> but maybe that's maybe that's why uh, religions kind of fall in wayside mm. because people are starting to make decisions for themselves and choosing, you know, what they're going to allow in their life and, and not and how they want to live. Yeah. Where I think before people were much easier uh, manipulated as, mm. a, as a collective unit. So people didn't really understand that there's, there's other jobs when the institution itself was the church mm. and it would have been like, uh, or yeah, the, the, the capacity of, of people to decide in a group maybe weren't, wasn't there like the individualism we see today where everyone's happy mm. to do whatever they want and proud to feel any way they want to feel mm. Mm. and then Twitter about it <laughs> <laughs> and then other people yeah. favor it and share and yeah, you know, where people identify with themselves more because they can find more other, other people like them. They then connect wider. That's, that's a change. That's a change in the, in the world when people don't feel alone for something. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, I think it's this, this trend of decentralization. So, I, you know, all of these institutions are becoming decentralized. We're going to say decentralized banks uh, using Bitcoin and, and uh, decentralized exchanges. And I think religion has still got a bit to go in becoming decentralized. I mean, it's been kind of been happening since since the Renaissance in Europe. Um, less and less people are religious in Europe. Uh, and I think more and more people in the world are finding their own meanings. Um, they don't need a, a big central institution to tell them what life means. They're going to find out for themselves. And that's fine by me. Um, yeah, every man on his own path. Yeah, yeah, together. Men separate, but together. Something like that. <laughs> cool. So there you have it. Now you understand what it's like to hang out in Mexico, smoke some crack, get high, enter the gateway of the famous gateway drug, marijuana, enter into a whole new underground world of bribing police officers on bicycles. Well, I'm going to bribe God <laughs> and, um, and say that I'm a good person by not drinking alcohol. Okay. But we 50 pesos should be enough to, to, to pay him off. To pay the big guy? Yeah. You think 50 pesos is enough? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the market's like on souls these days. It's a pretty good donation. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That's nearly a day's wage over here. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, he head on over to Facebook. Press like on Facebook. You can hover over the, the like button and press get notifications. And that'll ensure that everything is, is coming up in your feed there. So you can have a tasty buffet of Paradise Paradox, Turkish Delight. Tropical. Yeah, tropical fresh fresh calypso in your face. Drink it up. And jump on over to YouTube where you can press subscribe and press like. And leave comments. Yeah, tell us your story. Uh, head on over to iTunes, leave a review on iTunes, press subscribe on iTunes, press subscribe on Pocket Cast or, or Pod, Podcast Addict, that's a free one for Android. And um, head on over to theparadiseparadox.com. You can look through our old episodes there. We've got a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy nonsense that you can listen to, watch, uh, enjoy while you're sitting at home with your pants around your ankles and swinging off the ceiling like a deranged monkey if that's the kind of thing you're into which and is all good by yeah, us just, no, no judgment just make sure you share <laughs> <laughs> take a selfie <laughs> yeah. send it to us <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah you, you'll notice on there there's a, a little a little thing at the top it says donate or you can go straight to donate.theparadiseparadox.com. So we are, we, you know, we're working hard here. We do put a lot of effort into this show. So, so uh, when somebody says to us, not just with their words, well, with their words as well, preferably, and say, says to us with their money and their words that they like the show, that is that is something special to us. It touches a little place in our heart. 
uh, it does make it um, easier for us to, to keep producing high quality episodes because we can keep upping our upgrading our equipment and, and stuff like that so so it does help us out yeah. and then the other thing you can do um, you notice on the paradise paradox.com there's a link at the top for Amazon so you can go through there maybe you can buy some books by ST owner about the, the magic of marijuana cookery or I forget what the book's called but I'll leave a link in the description or you know something about growing weed how to how to chemically devise PCP in your own garage I, I don't think they're actually probably won't find any books about that on on Amazon but maybe you'll find something interesting um, it just means <laughs> it just means we'll get a little commission when you use that link so so head on over to the paradiseparadox.com and press that link press donate and press press um, shop Amazon so yeah. do 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 us a little favor there and um, uh, what else is there Twitter jump on Twitter Twitter I'm at Facebook. trouble bubble um, at Battle AZ. <laughs> Have you noticed people do that? They they tweet Facebook photos on on Twitter. What, like it just comes what up. Do you with mean? A, comes up a little message. Yeah. Added a new Facebook photo. Ah, and it's got a photo okay, there. Okay. I don't know if there's an app that does that automatically. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there is some. Uh, <laughs> but it's kind of funny when added a new Facebook photo. They tweet the world about it. <laughs> yep. Cool. Okay. Any anything else you want to say? Any final thoughts? Any divine revelations you got for us, Aaron? Um, be cold. Be cool. Okay. You need to, you need to icy. Walk. You need like to walk a pimp. The streets Straight invisible. icy. No heat. Cool. All right. No icy heat. All right. See you next time. Keep on shifting. <laughs>